are you that you wouldn't care about the size of your thighs or your buys? Who are you that you would see yourself created in the image of God? That you would care for your community's health? That you would bring the light of Christ into your family? Who are you that you would speak life? Who do you think you are? That you know whose you are? Who do you think you are? That you would set others free? That you would find your peace and purpose in God? Who do you think you are? That you would know your body is good? Who do you think you are? Oh, that's right. You're a Revelation Wellness instructor. Download a packet today. Hey, hey, friends, you just heard it here. Registration is open for you to become a Revelation Wellness Instructor in 2023. All of the information for one of our three training tracks from RevFit to RevX to RevWild is in the show notes and you can swipe up to download a packet and get all of the details that you need to become a Revelation Wellness Instructor. And if that's not enough goodness, here is a reminder that you still have time to join us for Food Is Not The Boss Of Me. That's right, it is not too late. The link for this brand new program with all the information is also in your show notes. And we think that after you listen to this episode with Elisa, more than ever, you're going to want to be part of this 21 day journey that we are taking together. So swipe up and get started with us today. And as always, we so appreciate you being here. We love our listeners and we are so grateful that you keep coming back and enjoying the show with us. Thanks for being here and be sure to leave us a review and share this episode with a friend. We will see you soon in all the places. Peace. Hear ye, hear ye. It is Tuesday. I get to be with you. Happy New Year. Last time I was here was a long time ago. So happy New Year to everyone. How was it? How was your New Year? Emily is first one to say Happy New Year. I love it. I love that we still can come here and gather on Facebook, you know? It's always a wild ride and surprise. I will give you guys a little hint though, in about less than, well, we're about four or five weeks away, the app is launching. The Revelation Wellness app will be launching after many years of prayer and teamwork and development. It's here, it's coming. And then we'll be doing a lot more of this over there. Not that we won't be here, but we're always grateful when you show up here on Facebook and especially when you say you're gonna be here. We love it. Hi, Kelly. So good. So listen, as you're coming in, this is what we're gonna be talking about. We're gonna be talking about why intuitive eating doesn't work. Because that is true. I know for many of you, you've tried and it didn't work. It doesn't work. And so that's why you find yourself maybe a little bit in this no man's land of what will I, what am I going to do, Elisa? I've got some health issues. There's things I would like to uh, get healthier about and in them this year. And, but that trusting my body thing doesn't work. So we're going to talk about that. Let's, let's call out the, uh, <clears throat> the obvious thing. So we can get to the good work. So as you're coming in, let me ask you, are you signed up for Food Is Not The Boss Of Me? Food Is Not The Boss Of Me is available right now for signups. We will start as a community together on the 9th, which is next Monday, I believe. Monday is the 9th. So this is our final week of signups. Here's the thing, we'll just shoot it to you straight. It's still gonna remain open after the 9th. So if you want to start anytime, anytime during this year, you can go to the website, get that program and get training. It is a training program. Everyone repeat after me. It's all practice. It's all practice. Life is practice. All of this becoming Christ-like is practice. Living a healthy, whole life is practice. We think that we should have arrived by now because that's a lie. The lie of perfection, the lie 
of arriving. It just, it doesn't exist. This is it. This is the journey through life. We are here temporarily. It is going to go in a blip, but there are things that we can practice over and over. It's like a musician who plays the piano or the violin. They're so good at it, not because they practice, 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 and then they arrived and then they stopped practicing. They go, they, every day, they go back to it again. They go back to it again and again and again, probably, be, but I would hope because they love it. And if they don't love it, then they will stop doing it, <laughs> which would be rightfully so. That's why for us here at Revelation Wellness, we want to get you connected to the source of, of the one who created you and gave you a body and knows that it, we're living in a fractured world with all kinds of trouble and adversity. And it, it, it shows up in our mental health, our, our minds, and as well as in our bodies. So we practice getting well. We have two choices. Stay down on the mat, forget it, always write ourselves off. Or we pick ourselves up by our bootstraps and try to fix it ourselves. Or, so there's really three choices. We go, you know what, God, it's all practice. Help me to show up to this life the best way that I can, the way you designed me to show up. So that's why we are going to practice having a healthy relationship with ourselves. In relationship to God, the one who created both your body and food, your body has needs and food helps to fill that need for energy, for sustenance, for life. And pleasure is a part of food. Absolutely. Let's enjoy what we eat. Does anyone remember snack wells, that whole craze when like we're eating plastic food just because someone told us we needed low fat in our diet and so we took out all the fat and we're eating plastic food. Nobody really liked it, kind of tasted something like it, but something inside of us said, this, there's got to be more than this, right? Because you were made to feel good and to know good. Good calls to good. Deep calls to deep. God who is good made you good and is calling you to himself so that you would understand how to have your body, how to be in your body, how to be a body that gravitates, thinks, feels, and chooses towards good. And we can do this. This is a practice. Food is not the boss of me is going to help you. We're in it together. We're all going to find out great things. We're going to get curious together about our relationship with food and ourselves in relationship to God once again. So food is not the boss of me is, is signing up now. There's a link here. If you want more, go find out. Go find out more about it. It is 21 days of, of training each day. You're going to watch a video that's going to, I'm going to teach you like the practical reasons of why diets don't work and why this way does. Learning to trust your own body's hunger and fullness cues is the foundation to all healthy ways of eating. Because everybody has a diet, but nobody needs to be on a diet. We go on a diet to change our body. We have a diet to eat and feel well, to have good energy. That's a big difference. Everyone has a diet. It's what you eat. But being on a diet really means a diet's on me so that it can compress me and change me and form me. That is an outward in approach. An inward out approach is a sustainable approach, but it requires you to be in touch with your own body's needs. And that's what we're going to learn to do. We're going to practice it together, okay? For 21 days, you will get a little teaching from me that will give you the practical science and things you need to know about why diets don't work and why this way needs to be in the foundation of your relationship with food and the diet you choose to eat, the way you choose to eat. And then you'll also have a devotional, something that you will read that will take you higher than just yourself. The devotional is this God, you created me, you know, teach me according to your design how I am operating, how I am designed to work. That devotional will come to you, we'll have a question for you, that will get, tap into the spirit of who you are, and then you will have a practice, 
something you are to do, an exercise. It's short, it's simple. You don't have to like do burpees or push-ups, and you'll have an exercise, something to practice, y'all. And I, that's really, 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 really important because we like information. We think just hearing stuff changes us. Hearing information does not change you. Hearing information will not heal broken neural pathways. Is doing, doing the thing. But you know what? Your flesh is going to push against you because your spirit is opposed to your flesh and your flesh is opposed to your spirit, says in Galatians. So we're always here. Revelation 1 is we're training your spirit. So your flesh gets in line and everything works according to God's design and not your own. So you gotta do the practice. You're gonna be tempted to be like, oh, I really like that information. We think inform information literally just kind of strokes our ego. We think we know better and that in knowing better, we do better. No, once you know better, you actually have to go do better. Then as you do better, you become better. Do we get this? <laughs> we are living in a world where we love information. Do you know yesterday I read a statistic, I heard a statistic by an author of a book, she just wrote it, and it's, I've heard this before, but this one was more specific, that if you were to get the copy of the New York Times today, send it to someone and read the New York Times from front to back, the newspaper, the daily, whatever they give to you, uh, that you would receive more information in that paper, that one paper, than you would 100 years ago. One person living a hundred years ago. I even think that person in, it was, I want to say in their lifetime, but I'll have to check on that. But it just goes back to show you, we have too much information and we think that information is going to change us. And we've lost connection with our own ability to know and learn and think and feel and choose and do. So we're going to do that together. Okay. So Get the link. There also is a movement calendar if you want to move your body. The whole movement part is to get you in touch with your motor skills, sensory, being aware of what your body is feeling so that when you sit down to eat, you understand that it's all connected all the time. This is not just something you do when you're about to work out is that you get really in touch with your body. No, all the time to get in touch with your body. Wouldn't that be awesome? All right, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about why intuitive eating does not work. Let me ask you this, put in the chat, have you tried it before and how did it go? How did it go? Or maybe it is working for you. Maybe you're like, Elisa, this is how I eat and I'm down, I'm gonna keep practicing. I'm interested to, to read more devotionally, to learn more about the science, right? Just because you've learned it once too doesn't mean once and one and done. Like you continue to practice and see what the latest research, read the Bible, like continue to be a whole person. But I would love for you to put in the chat, have you tried it and how did it go? Okay, let's see. <clears throat> Ruth says, no, I'm afraid to. I don't trust food. Ruth. I need to do a sessions where we just come and ask honest questions. Ruth, how do you not trust food? That's a, I think that sentence, you know that sentence doesn't make sense because food doesn't have life. Food doesn't have control of you. Is it you don't trust yourself with food? Practicing for months, but I get confused, says Doris. Not very well, says Leah. I've never tried it, says Becky. Emily says it's hard and holy, but I'm giving it as long, giving it as long as I gave diet culture. Oh my gosh, everyone ding ding on Emily. Did you hear what Emily just said? It's hard and holy, but I'm giving it as long as I gave diet culture before I quit, right? Diet culture, I'm 51 years old. It's all I've ever known. It's all I've ever known is diet culture. I can remember from the 1980s when then fitness entered in and we all, we got really, we doubled down on, okay, if I exercise and eat right, I can change my body. I, I was birthed into it. And if you've been alive on the earth since the early 1900s, you've been birthed into it. I'm really wrestling with my next book. I would love to write about the history of diet and fitness culture, how we got here and unless we invite God into this, unless we get back to the beginning, we're just going to reinvent something all new over and over again that will not 
lead to healthy and well living. I've never tried it, says Leah. Okay, awesome. That will preach, yeah. I've never tried it. Okay, would you do me a favor? Those who are here, would you hit share? Just hit share. Come on, just push it out. Just right now, bang, share, and just see where this goes. Uh, we'd love to spread this message because right now, everyone has this topic on their mind of they're wanting to improve their health. I love it. I think it's amazing. The fact that you hope to improve something is evidence that God is here, that he is hope. He wants new things for you too, but we cannot do new things the same old way. We have to do it a new way. So here's what I'm here to say today. When intuitive eating doesn't work, why is that? Well, first of all, before we say why it doesn't work, let's agree that 97% of diets fail. People who go on a diet, 97% of people who go on a diet regain it back usually within three years. That's a statistic. 97% of diets fail. Back to what um, Becky was saying, or who said that, I'm, or Emily, as I'm going to give this as long as I tried and failed on diet culture because it doesn't work, I'm going to go ahead and try it this way. You were designed for this. This is going to work. It just takes practice. But if 90% of diets fail, this is why we're like, we got to do something different. It can't be about someone telling you how to eat. You've got to be able to get cued up to what your body needs. Then you will choose what to have to eat. I heard this quote in an article. It said this, you are likely in a diet, on a diet, you'll likely lose weight in the short term. But your chance of keeping it off for five years or more is about the same as your chance of surviving metastatic lung cancer. Metastic, sorry, metastatic lung cancer. <laughs> you have better odds of surviving lung cancer that is spreading than you do a diet. Man, think about that. What a fruitless game. And when you do gain back the weight, everyone will blame you, including you, it says in the article, right? All right. So I know there are some of you, let's just own it. There are some of you who are saying, Elisa, I'll take the three years. I'll take the five years. Just get this weight off of me and I'll take the three years. I'll take the five years. It's because you've never felt it and you just really like, I just want this weight off. But without this being something greater than you connected to a bigger reason than you, it will lead you back into despair. Three to five years. And I will tell you this, the longer you have it, the more proud you think you, you are to, to live it and the more devastating when it goes away, right? If you've like lived and you're like, I got healthy for three years and then it was gone, you got washed out, it almost is better that you never had it. It's too painful, it's devastating. So it's kind of the Lord. If you're like, oh, I've never had it. Man, I would die for three to five years of having the body that just felt right for me and like fit into jeans and I felt loose and free. I get that, I also understand the Lord knows if you wanna feel better, he's into that too. But diets will get you there, they cannot keep you there. Also, losing weight doesn't necessarily move the biomarkers of good health. In other words, you can lose weight. We've seen this, the biggest loser. You see them lose the weight. Wow, that looks amazing. They feel good in their body. They feel you know, lighter. They feel like, okay, I'm gonna finally fit in these pants. But by the way, you study all those people that uh, do lose any kind of weight, they still feel like the person that was overweight. It's so up here. That's why I'm like, I want to grab all, I want to reach through this phone and go, stop it. Stop it. In Jesus name. It is a accusation of an enemy, a liar who wants to keep you on the treadmill, running, running, running up in your head that when you think you'll have it, you will feel it and you still won't because life isn't about that. But there is a freedom. And there's a freedom 
that sets you into greater and greater freedom. We can get there. So remember that losing, uh, moving the biomarkers of good health does not necessarily come with, with a, a smaller pair of pants. You, I have known very thin, unhealthy people. And I've known overweight or people that are carrying more than they would want to carry or feel good, people who are unhealthy. I've also known <laughs> people who are on a bigger size who are very healthy. We gotta get back with, we gotta get, we have to be able to, to define for ourselves according to how God made us in our own DNA genetic code, what is good health for us? See, the world tries to tell you what it should look like. That's why we're breaking up with diet culture. Not to mention, if you are able to stay on a diet for three years or five years and just keep it off and keep it off and really grind into it, most likely you are so stressed out. You're so stressed that there's cortisol coursing through your body almost all the time. Anytime you sit down to eat food, anytime you go to a party, anytime you go to the gym, you are running on the stress of what if the weight comes back? What if the weight comes back? And anything that's cortisol induced all the time downregulates our health, our immune system, our mental health. So you can look good and feel like doggy duty. All right. So if the weight can't be kept off, it's because you lost it and it couldn't be sustained. <laughs> you couldn't sustain it. I love to say how we lose it is how we live it or how you gain it is how you live it. And that goes for anything. It's not just body change. If you want to gain more wealth in life, if you want to gain more financial freedom, whatever it might be, how you gain it is how you live it. If you decide to sell your soul, work 80 hours a week, do all the things to crush it, absorb yourself in it, all your energy and attention goes to that, will you gain some wealth? Yep, because God has created us that the very thing we put out, we do get back. What you sow, you will reap. Calories in, calories out. What you sow, you reap. God, you, you cannot try to uh, override this algorithm of the kingdom. So if I was to pour all my energy into something, I'm going to get that. But how you gain it or how you lose it is how you live it. It's awesome. It's as if God's like set us up, frustrated us, our flesh, so we would know true freedom and live according to the Spirit. So the weight comes back, we're stressed out, we know we can't live it, and then the public shame we feel because the weight returns. I'm gonna, I wanna take a moment right now and pause. Take a breath. I wanna say shame off of you. If you gain the weight back, I don't care. I never cared to begin with. God didn't care, but oh my gosh, look how great she looks. I didn't care. You're still the same soul to me. And you got a little lost in the game of numbers or control or you, you bought the product, you did the thing and, and it's okay. Shame off of you. Shame off of you. Your body changed. You know what diets are? Diets are, starting a new diet is like getting a new toy. Starting a diet is like getting a new toy. You get that gift, you're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Look what I can do with this toy. And you start playing with it. You play the diet game. And you start going, oh, this is so fun. You absorb yourself in it. And then you start to like, your whole world becomes about that game, that thing you do. But it's, it's not edifying. It's not fulfilling. And over time, you will eventually get bored of it. You will get bored of it. And then to the trash it goes, out the toy goes, and then the body comes back to where it needs to be when you aren't distracted and obsessed with the toy. I get it. People love to try and change their body. It, again, it, it's like creativity or artwork. We're trying to like do something, feel like we can create something. But 
the hard part with that then comes people cheer you on because, oh my God, you look so great. You look so great. Oh my gosh. Which is all just stupid diet culture. Would you all just stop, stop that? If you see someone that looks great, looks like, you know, they, they lost some weight. I would not remark on the weight. I, honestly, and I, I might frustrate people, frustrate people because they probably want me to say something about their weight maybe. And I'm like, I, I will not say a thing. Still the same person to me. Still the same person to me. And my hope is I hope whatever it is they're doing is good for them. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not their spirit. I'm not, I'm not their judge. I just go, okay, same person, different body. I just pray that they're well. So we need to stop remarking how great someone looks because then when they can't maintain it, all the shame that comes with it. So shame off of anyone. Whoever, if you're, you know, we know this with Rev, a lot of people come and they love it because it's the Lord and they get freedom and then their body doesn't change. So then they go out and they find something else that they're going to do or try a program and it works and it's great or they do something and sometimes those things fail eventually or the three to five years hasn't run out or whatever it is and then they come back and I'm like, you are always welcomed here. You were, you were never, you were never shunned or turned away. The doors are open. Okay, so here are the reasons why intuitive eating doesn't work. You tried it, but it didn't work. Here are probably the main reasons why. One, you have a history of disordered eating or an eating disorder. If you have a history of disordered eating or an eating disorder, intuitive eating will be frustrating for you and you will probably feel like it doesn't work and walk away. I need you to stay with me now. I'm going to, I'm going to name out the reasons why they don't work. And then I'm going to come give you hope. I'm going to give you real reason what we're going to do differently this time and why it can work for you. So if you have a history of disordered eating or an eating disorder, intuitive eating will feel unsuccessful to you. You probably tried it and it didn't work. Second, if you lack self-awareness, if you lack self-awareness, intuitive eating will be frustrating to you and it will be like, I can't do it, didn't work. Which is, which is interesting, self-awareness. Like everyone, to have self-awareness that precedes every kind of change. I cannot change what I'm not aware of. So we don't wanna just write off self-awareness, we have to just be aware that we're not self-aware, right? So I know that's called meta-thinking, aware that I'm not self-aware. Third, if you believe you can trust yourself, if you think that you can trust yourself, if you think that you've done it before in the past and that way worked and it worked, but then it stopped working, so I'm gonna find something else to do. If you are convinced that your way is better, that you, you can find it, you're gonna figure it out, there's something else out there, then it, it, this will feel ridiculous. You won't wanna do it. Fourth, and this is the final one I have. Intuitive eating doesn't work if you don't address the underlying issues regarding your untrust of your body and food. So in other words, we can't just show up to start practicing intuitive eating and do the practices and okay, I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna slow down, I'm going to chew, I'm gonna taste the textures, Okay, yeah, <laughs> like, great. If you don't address the underlying issues. Great. Food is not the boss of me. I can encourage you within our scope of practice. We are not a mental health counselor or physicians, but we are trainers. And within our scope, we will address some underlying issues. So let me work backwards. Any of those four things hit ring your bell like, yep, that's why it didn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. Let me work backwards. So in food is not the boss of me, the what we've created as our intuitive eating. And honestly, because of Revelation Wellness, because we go, hey, this is a God-centered thing. God made you. God made food. We probably should incorporate him into that, that di diagram of, you know, flow chart. Because the world isn't going to do that. Can I get an amen? You can go, eh else 
they, they're not going to write God into the story because it doesn't sell and it, it's too small. They might talk about the universe or they might talk about bigger things, which I'm like, okay, at least that's there. But the God who made you, he knows the trouble that you carry. He knows. The God of the Bible, Jesus, who saw us miserable, dead in our sin with no way out, came and made a way for us so we could become the righteousness of God, that we could be restored back to God to have what we lost in the garden. And in the garden, we walked and talked with God in the cool of the day. We were in fellowship with God. But sin fractured us, the world, the enemy, Satan, our flesh has come in, diet culture has had its day with us. And unless you do a program that gets you back to the God and invites the God who made you in, you won't get to the underlying issues. You won't get to the underlying issues. So we are gonna consider the underlying issues, pain and suffering. Pain and suffering lies to our brains and makes us think we are alone and the problem is too big. And food is not the boss of me, you're not alone. This is a training program that you will not do alone. We will ask you to consider the bigger issues with the wonderful counselor. Y'all, we just celebrated Christmas, Isaiah 9, 6, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. And this counselor is available all the time and he's totally free. You guys, Listen, this, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not against therapy. I love therapy. I'm in therapy. It's great, but it's costly. And some of you can't afford it or you're just too busy. There's things happening. If you haven't gone to a wonderful counselor, if you haven't tried eating food, asking a wonderful counselor to help you, considering the issues that plague you or try to keep you from your self-awareness and drive you to eating disorders or disordered eating, then yeah, you're just doing a little practice on the surface of some techniques called intuitive eating. We're not doing just intuitive eating. We're doing integrated living with the God who made you, your body, and food. So we are going to address the underlying issues with the wonderful counselor. You're not alone. And that's why this is different than any other type of intuitive eating you've tried. Second, one of the, the uh, hurdles to intuitive eating, I said, was that you don't, you believe you can trust yourself. If you believe you can trust yourself, you're, if you believe, sorry, you believe you can't trust yourself. You believe you can't trust yourself. That should have been my, my topic up above. If I said you believe you can trust yourself, that is true. It's pride. We think we have a better way. But we also think we can't trust ourselves. Back to the comment that was said earlier uh, that was like, I don't trust food. I, I don't, that's not fair. That's not correct because food doesn't have that power over you. You don't trust yourself with food. And if you believe you can't trust yourself, trust God until he teaches you how to trust yourself. <laughs> Let me say that again. If you believe you can't trust yourself, great. Surrender, let go. Trust God until he teaches you how to trust yourself again. We, we do come to him with like this, like, okay, it's good. When you're at your end of your rope, when you're like, I've done it all. I don't even trust myself anymore. Great. Go to give it to God. I don't know why we have to bang our head against the wall so much, but it's okay. It's all right. Shame off of you. You come back to God, give it to him, let him trust him with it until he teaches you how to trust yourself. Psalm 27 says, some trust in chariots or horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord, our God. Yes, yes, we do. John 15, 26 to 27, the helper will come, the spirit who reveals the truth about God and who comes from the father. And I will send him to you from the father and he will speak about me. It says that he will reveal the truth. You guys, we trust what is true. We trust what is true. This table right here in front of me that is holding up my iPad. I trust it. I trust it. 
So this table has been true to me. It hasn't let me down yet. At some point, this table might let me down. Could break. But God is trust. He is the source of trust. And although the world breaks down because of sin, because of our, our own pride and our own self selfishness and lack of self-awareness, it breaks down. But God doesn't. So we trust what is true. That's why you trusted a diet for a certain amount of time, because it truly worked. For a while, it worked. The equation was working. The formula was working. The amount of energy, it all worked. And so that felt true to you, and you put your trust in it. But didn't it fail? Yes, it did. This is why, what would it look like? Can we just for a moment just think, what would it look like to just trust? To sit down before plate of food and, and just trust. Man, I read a, a quote back in our community group, which you'll be invited to if you're not in it already, if you um, get involved with Food Is Not the Boss Me. And this gal said, she's like, I heard from some instructor Revelation Wellness sometime to eat according to how you want to feel afterwards. I'm, I'm also paraphrasing what she said, but basically eat according to how you want to feel when it's done. And she's like, to be honest with you, I've never tried it before, but I gave myself a go. I purposely sat down and she thought about it. I'm going to eat according to how I want to feel after this meal is over. Man, that's the power of intention. And she invited God to help her. And she ate and she said it was a completely different experience than any other time she had had before. That she left that plate, left that meal feeling satisfied and knew that she did it a different way according to how she wanted to feel. Not just be filled up to the point that we don't feel good. So, we trust what is true. 3,500 calories burned equals one pound of weight loss. That's true, but it's not God. God is truth. There's true and then there's truth. God is truth. And in Food is Not the Boss of Me, the Holy Spirit who reveals the truth of God will come and help you and teach you and, rem and remind you of the things you're learning if you invite him in. Hey, if you're new to us, would you just hit share right now? We'd love to get this out into the world. Facebook, so for those that have been frustrated by the intuitive eating, but it's still feeling intrigued, like I, you know you're made for it. You guys, again, trusting your own hunger and fullness cues, that's what you had in the very beginning when you were a child. It's, it's ingrained, it's inherent, it's part of how God created you with the ability for your body to release uh, ghrelin and leptin when you're hungry and when you're full and, and you can cue into that. But because of pain and trauma, or things that have happened to us, we have skewed our relationship with food to be a comfort, to be a pleasure, to try and hit that pain and ache that we have. So we have to consider the underlying issues. All right, the third thing, and I'm gonna combine it with the, the other last remaining two reasons it didn't work. I said you lack self-awareness or you've had an eating disorder or disordered eating. So if you lack self-awareness, this is all about getting back self-awareness. But we have to get back self-awareness without judgment. We gotta get rid of judgment which when you do Food Is Not The Boss Me, it's gonna be like day one and day two of my teaching. We, there's things we've gotta break up with, especially when it comes to judging our bodies and being hard on ourselves because someone taught us that. We lack self-awareness. And eating disorders or disordered eating, it doesn't just happen upon us, guys. First, something happened to us. Then these behaviors came upon us as a way to cope, right? Eating disorders and disordered eating didn't just happen. Like, oh my gosh, no, something happened to us that disordered our eating, which is the first phase before moving towards an eating disorder. 
Disordered eating is, again, using food as a comfort, using food to help you fill some type of void. Uh, then it also becomes you've on a dopamine hit. We've got sugar. We've got things that are hitting and changing the structure and operation of our brain. So it makes it hard to even trust our own body. Trauma, guys. If you have lived through any type of trauma, that will make it challenging. And I'm not going to say impossible, but challenging to do intuitive eating because your brain continues to fire inside of this um, dopamine hit, often sugar. Sugar addiction is real for people who have lived through trauma because the trauma, your body, you're more prone to fight, flight, freeze, sympathetic nervous systems, overactive. We have an active amygdala. And so the fact of like trusting yourself with food just seems absolutely foreign. And so we binge and purge, we spike sugar levels to try and get that pleasure fulfillment. And then we plummet because we can't stay there for long, or we try to have to keep building and building to get the same thing. The brain has been reorganized and restructured according to the trauma. But here is what I need to say. Because food is not the boss of me is going to address the deeper soul and spirit issues it will help not just your body cravings, but also your hunger cues. So there is research out there that will say, if you have lived through trauma, if you have an ACE score, if you, and if you know what that is, adverse childhood experiences, if your ACE score, if, you, if you've had traumatizing things in your life, in your childhood, food, intuitive eating won't work for you. And you know what I say to that? Who says so? The clinical scientific world is saying that, okay, God supersedes that. What if we invited God in go, God, and we expressed and knew like I've, there's been trauma in me. There's things that have happened to me that caused me to have lack of self-awareness. I don't trust myself. So I run to food and I have disordered eating with food. And because of that, he knows. So we can approach intuitive eating with the hope that even though we have trauma in our background, there's still something for us to gain. And I will say the, the sugar addiction is real. We do have a program called um, a sugar fast and it's about fasting from sugar. A fast is not a diet. Fasting is like, I know I'm a sugar addict. I'm gonna give this to the Lord. I need to pull down the sugar in my life. But I will tell you that food is not the boss of me is going to hit on that because we're going to address how you feel. And a person who has a sugar addiction of any kind, they'll feel good in the moment, but then they do have their plummets. And if they can just get in touch without judgment of the rise and the fall and the abundance and the kind of the behaviors they have, then with the help of God, you can start to undo that some. Like, you know what? I don't feel good after I eat a sleeve of Oreo cookies. God, help me. Does that mean you can't have the cookie ever again? No. Again, I'll eat according to how I want to feel. Then you can have one, you have two. Sugar addiction starts to go down. Some people need hard stops on sugar addiction which if you are in a cycle of sugar addiction or processed food addiction, that type of, you just, you overeat, overeat all the time or you restrict, restrict all the time, that will make intuitive eating feel a little bit wonky. But I'm here to say, I don't believe it's impossible because I know people who have done this and been healed. They didn't have to do anything extreme. Everyone hear me on this and I'm gonna close. There are many paths many paths to health and healing and wholeness, but only one path leads to life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So I don't know, some people have walked very different paths of how they've eaten, but if they stay out in the perimeters, they stay out there in the camps of I eat keto and I eat this and, and I love God, you got to come in closer, come in closer, come in closer, come all the way to abundant life because that's what God wants to give you. And people who have abundant life, they eat really well, they drink well, they, they don't let their physical 
the physical world rule their spiritual being. So I hope that helps clear up some of the struggles you've had, but truly gives you hope that food is not the boss of me is different because we will be addressing the deeper soul issues and spiritual issues and not just the cravings of your body and the hunger and hunger and fullness cues. Food is not the boss of me is for the person who is not for the person who just wants to learn to trust themselves with food, but trust themselves to God regarding food and so be healed. So what do you have to lose, everyone? Diets aren't sustainable, but anything God-centered, God being the point, is transformational. And, um, and one more thing, truly, just be honest with yourself. I, I really want you to be honest with yourself. If you just want the diet, or you want the diet and God, or you want the freedom to eat food and, and God kind of attached onto the side, um, I don't know. I mean, really, you just want to diet. The title says it all. Food is not the boss of me. My body is not the boss of me. Beauty culture is not the boss of me. My money is not the boss of me. God. God is the one, the superior, the father, the wonderful counselor, who is the point of life. Really, this is just getting back the first commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's it. That's all we do at Revelation Wellness. Teach people over and over. Remind people over and over. Practice over and over. Loving God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, and with all our strength. And food is not the boss of me is a way to do it. So if you are not signed up, get signed up now. Here's a link somewhere in here. It is $39 just $39 for 21 days of stacked content. And it's yours to keep. You can have an access at any time you need it. We are also encouraging, this is not a challenge. This is a program. This is not a challenge. We're not trying to, like, if you miss day one, up, oh, you're out of the challenge. So this is, here's the training. You have it. And should you desire to, to use it, great. If you get distracted and walk away and go try something else, which I pray you don't, because that's just distraction. But you can come back and try again and try again. Shame off of you. Any questions, go ahead and please put it in the chat. And I'm here now to answer those. We will start as a community next Monday on the 9th. But again, if you don't start with us, it's cool. You'll still be invited back to the community page and um, we'll be busy doing all the things and talking all the things. Food is not the boss of me for quite some time. And honestly, this program is just, I, I see it being something to come back to throughout the year for anyone who, who dives in. Okay, questions. Anything that I mentioned about, let's talk about the stick points of, <clears throat> history of, of eating disorders, disordered eating, or having a hard time with self-awareness, or you think you can't trust yourself, or underlying issues, underlying issues of, of adversity, trauma, pain, things like that, living through tough circumstances. How will the coaches get content about coaching? Ah, oh, Christy, I'm gonna be sending something to you later, Christy. I'm actually gonna end this. I gotta send a video. You guys are gonna get an email today. So you're a Revelation Wellness instructor. If you're a Revelation Wellness instructor, we have beefed up the coaching content. It's coming your way today. And if you are not a Revelation Wellness instructor, look for one in your area. They are leading groups. Most of them are online. So if you just go to our website and check for an instructor, you can get into a group uh, and if there's no instructor in your area, not that you need one if it's online, but if you like, you know what? I need community up in my neighborhood. I need I need this type of freedom, living well lifestyle, heart, mind, soul, and strength, being an integrated disciple of Christ, then consider becoming an instructor. Become the community you crave. Start something in your community. Will stress eating be addressed? Yes. It sure will. Don't you know it? 
Yeah, which is goes in line with the underlying issues. Like we have underlying issues, we feel stressed. If we feel anxious, worried, unhealthy with uh, our relationship with ourselves, or have an unhealthy view of ourselves, or even others, that all causes stress. Stress is just one is a scientific word for sin, <laughs> for for things breaking down. Not that it's a sin to stress. It's ongoing stress, right? So there's not a, not a problem with stress. Stress is a good thing. It's ongoing stress. It's you're constantly living in a state of panic. And honestly, our exercises that we give, our practices that we give you, those are going to help literally fight stress. We're not just going to talk about stress. Remember, that's how I started this teaching. Gosh, everyone, we don't need to talk more about these things. Once you know, you know about stress. Stress, it's not good. Shouldn't do it. But I do it. Talking about it more is not going to change you. It's doing something different to combat the stress. Awesome. Elizabeth just signed up. Cannot wait. Me too. I'm so excited. Finding out that digestion, digestion versus what the world says is good for me is not aligned. Amen. Gosh, so true. Trust your original design. God gave you cues to know what your individual body needs. It's true. When you were a baby, you knew these things. We'll be talking about that in the teaching to get back to the beginning. Thanks, Holly. Can't wait to start next week and be intentionally. Uh, yep, be more intentional. Yes, 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 me too. Honestly, this is one of my favorite. I'm really excited about this content. It's robust. Uh, myself, Brittany, and Liz came together to create it. And <clears throat> this is just the perfect time. Perfect time on the earth to see this happen. We've got to have this conversation. Diets don't work. What else are you going to choose? Diets or trusting yourself? Choose the latter. All right, guys. All right. Have a fantastic day. I'm going to go make some more content for Revelation Wellness Instructors. And I will be seeing you in the coaching pages and all the places as of the 9th. Okay. Jesus. No, Ruth, we love you. Thank you, God. Thank you for anyone that's feeling scared to start. We love that you're honest. Thank you. So God, we ask that you would bless our souls to stand strong with you. We believe you, God. We trust you. We give it to you. We surrender it to you. Deal with the underlying issues. Holy Spirit, activate so that we live free. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, we hope this episode blessed you. And if you love it as much as we did, would you share it with a friend? And be sure to swipe up on the show notes. You will find all the links mentioned in the episode. Let's keep the conversation going. You can leave us an audio message and tell us how this episode sparked something in your heart. We would love to hear from you and hear what you think. Thank you for being here and be sure to connect with us soon in all the places. Peace.